Welcome back to middle school It's a zoo right there So just be cool Don't speak too loud Try to fit in But if you don't Then you can be in everyone and welcome to the outfit repeaters i'm your host marissa Cantor, and with me as always is sam chung hello it's great to be back and marissa don't worry i know exactly where i was on february 22nd 2020 and it was not at wicker farm uh it was probably <laughs> doing the podcast with you so you don't need to worry i was not uh having a fight with a secret girlfriend at wicker <laughs> farm in upstate yeah, in upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't worried, but thank you. Well, I just wanted to, if you were at all worried, you you need worry no longer because I can I can clear that up for you. Although maybe I should have gone because then I was stuck inside for a year. <laughs> <laughs> the way that the way that the show uses specific dates is wild. Yeah, the fact that uh we know now that six months ago, Charlie was in Brazil. <laughs> it must be nice. Must you know, be nice. Must be very nice. We have some big news to kick off the podcast today. We have big news. What is this big news? Oh. <laughs> I, told, I told you what I wanted in your- <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. News. 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 Yes. This week... How I Met Your Father was renewed for season two. And not just normal renewed, like supersized renewed. A supersized renewal. Wow. Um, yes, it's coming back with 20 episodes for season two. Wow. Congratulations to everybody involved in How I Met Your Father, uh, everybody at Hulu. Congratulations to you and me. Uh, <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great day for everybody. <laughs> It's so interesting as a, as a, you know, someone who is in the scheduling world, what, what do you make of a streamer ordering such a large, that's like a network number of episodes. That is a lot of episodes. Um, so obviously it could just be a, a function of, you know, they really believe in these two showrunners and because it's a multicam show, it's pretty, it seems pretty cheap to make so they can just do it. Uh, they could be uh, trying to get to the father sooner. Maybe they're worried the show will uh, peter out. Um, I don't know. But whatever the reason, congratulations. And uh, we'll be here. <laughs> yes, we will. Hillary Duff is the gift that keeps on giving to us. <laughs> yes. Um, Providing the content. As we continue to search for what this podcast is, at least we know we'll have more How I Met Your Father. So true. Yeah. Um, and Matt, I know that multiple people seem to have gotten a kick out of this, but Matt McGuire, did we learn in episode 106 who, who the father is? Why, no father. I don't have a sound effect for when we do have a father, so <laughs> this gives me some time to prepare, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I think we established last week that nobody knows who the father is. Yeah. Not even the writers. No one knows who the <laughs> I father still think is. it's, I mean, strong episode for Sid. That's all I'll say. I'm all about the, you know, slow burn that I'm seeing. Another friendship moment happened, and I'm so excited to talk about it. In general, I'm actually really excited to talk about this episode. This was the first episode, I think since episode two, where I was like, you know, this is what it is, and I'm having a blast. Like, <laughs> I had a good time with this one. Yeah, this was one of the, this was definitely one of the better episodes, I think. I'm trying to think back to how I felt after episode two. I think I like, this might be my favorite episode so far. Coming off probably my least favorite episode so far. <laughs> so we're really on a roller coaster with How I Met Your Father, but this episode was just so crazy. Um, and I think like this episode did a better job of just like being silly 
And I've been critical of some of the earlier episodes trying to be too serious. Why so serious? You know, I think this one was just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that this show is, you know, like a lot of shows do in season one, it's figuring itself out in terms of the tone. I just hope it keeps doing what it did for us this week because it was so funny. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I enjoy hearing about like, so I don't enjoy hearing about the backstories of these characters when it's like sad and it makes me sad. I do like hearing (laughs) about some of these characters' backstories when you learn just like tidbits like this. It was the worst trip ever and I went to Fire Festival. (laughs) Stupid Ja Rule. I mean, who knew Ja Rule would make his way? You know, he wasn't invited to the Super Bowl halftime show, but he did make it into a line on on how I met your father. And, you know, honestly, like a throwaway joke like that actually adds a lot of complexity to Drew. I almost said Josh to Drew as a character, because up until this point, like he is the last person that I would have expected to be at Fire Festival. I know. Listen, he was basically saying last what no i guess it was two episodes ago right like i've never had a night out like this <laughs> yeah, like what but at least i saw two people having sex in the shower like bro you are left on an abandoned <laughs> on a desert island for a freaking fire festival <laughs> and what you think you, you need about? more out of life <laughs> yes i was like is this like you know some Nuance in the backstory? Is this just some like inconsistency in terms of the storytelling? Who's to say, but I love it. It was crazy. And I think that it was a it was a pretty good week for for Isaac and Elizabeth overall. We also watched uh, I Want You Back because after episode 105, we were like, this can't be it. <laughs> and we watched I Want You Back and we liked that as well. And we were like, why can't uh, How I Met Your Father be more like this? Um, how I, I want you back, uh, a movie on Amazon prime starring, uh, Charlie day and, uh, Jenny slate. And we enjoyed that. Yeah. It was so much fun. I loved it. I, it was like so good. I thought from the title and from the poster, you know, the, the graphic, I thought it was going to be just like your standard, like fake dating situation, but it was actually more of like a, Hey, Let's work together to infiltrate our ex's lives in vaguely pretty problematic ways and break them up for each other. Mm, Yes. And I thought that that was a fun twist. It also starred Scott Eastwood and Manny Jacinto, who I have so missed, who had just like such long, beautiful hair. (laughs) It was probably a wig. Well, he looked good. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Okay. And Gina Rodriguez, Jane the Virgin herself, a hilarious 12-year-old. Yeah, it was fun. I adore Jenny Slate, you know, all the way back to Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yeah, I'm a big Jenny Slate fan as well. It was an excellent rom-com, and I like this writing duo. I like their movies. I like their work on This Is Us, and... Heck, I liked this episode of How I Met Your Father. <laughs> well, I, I like how, like, the kind of humor in I Want You Back is different than this kind of humor. Like, this humor, as we've said before, is so slapstick, and it's just, the timing is so, it's so... It's dated. It's from another era. Dated, where a lot of the humor, well, not a lot, but some of the humor in, like, I Want You Back is just, like, very blink and you miss it. It takes you a second. You're like, oh, my God, but they're already on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Do we have anything else to add? We also watched Marry Me. (laughs) (laughs) Unrelated. We did. We Uh, had like a double feature rom-com day. Yes, we did. We can talk about the episode though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't even know. There are just so many moments. So I'm just going to tee us up and uh, we will jump in. Today we are talking about How I Met Your Father, season one, episode six, Stacy. In this episode, Sophie feels haunted by her boyfriend's ex. Sid and Hannah hash out an old argument, and Charlie and Ellen host a dinner party. I feel like one of the things that I really liked about this episode is that I think 
the cast chemistry is getting better too. Like I feel like they all really played off of each other very well. And I liked the different dynamics that we saw and like the combinations of people in this one. So I think we've already established we like Sid and we we like Sid and uh and, and Sophie as a as a pair. So we like episodes where they're together. We generally like Ellen and, and Jesse together, although sometimes it can get a little bit heavy. And we're like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I will say though, Valentina and Charlie together getting a little old for me. Okay. That is a great lead in to my one, I guess, big gripe with the episode, but not even the episode, just the series as a whole so far that I just want to talk about at the top so then we can get into the more fun stuff. Can we please learn something about Valentina outside of her relationship with Charlie? Please, please. I am, I am literally begging you. Like we still know nothing about this character outside of her relationship to this man her sex life in general and like she came back from london fashion week in the first episode like that's it right yeah i don't think we know that much more no and we're six episodes in we are in the back half of this season and i just feel like She's such an excellent actress. Like, I really enjoy her work outside of this. And it just feels like such, um, like, she just feels so underwritten and it's a missed opportunity. I mean, she's, she's Sophie's person. Like, she's her best friend. So it's just, it's a bummer that we're not getting more from her storylines at this point. For sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that totally. And um, I think on the flip side of this, we've said it a lot before, but... Valentina and Charlie just consistently hit basically the same beats in every episode. It's like, uh, I, I, we don't really know each other that well. You're right. We don't really know each other that well, but I love you. I love you too. (laughs) Yeah. It was the same thing, except it escalated so quickly. And honestly, like after this episode, I don't even want them to be together like definitively. No, Charlie needs to go back to his (laughs) Charlie is a problem. Charlie may or may not be a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) Who is to say? Yeah. I don't know. It's messy. His whole situation is so cringe. And those are my off the top thoughts. Do you have any any others before we just go through? Oh, do I have any other off the top thoughts? Uh, Well, no. (laughs) No, I, I no. We can just talk about it as we as we get to it. Cool. So let's jump in. We start this episode like we always do with the Kim Cattrall setup. Being in a new relationship is great, but everyone has a past. And in the year 2022, technology had a way of bringing that past into the present. Like, is this not a thing in the year 2050? Like, that was such a weird way to phrase that. Yeah, I would argue that technology has always brought the past into the present. That was why technology was created. Whoa, (laughs) profound. I would not classify that as something that was specific to 2022. Not at all. So then we cut to the bar and pretty much the whole gang is together in this opening scene. Sophie is smitten with Drew. She is laughing way too hard at, I don't even know what the joke was. I just know it wasn't funny. Oh, it was, uh, so Drew was talking about, it sounds like a a field trip of some kind that he was chaperoning and um, he stole a kid's phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hannah's even in town for the weekend. Her and Sid are going to look at wedding venues upstate. And guess what? They are just randomly allowed to invite two extra people to this showing. How convenient. Yeah. How not real. (laughs) Jesse really wants to tag along. He is in. He is going to have a road trip playlist. He wants to play Life is a Highway the moment that they are on an actual highway. Never, ever heard that one before. They clearly have not watched The Office, (laughs) (laughs) where Michael Scott plays Life is a Highway all the way up to Nashua. Basically, they're going to invite Sophie and Drew. I mean, I I guess it's because Sid knows Drew. 
at first I was like, he's going to invite this girl he's known for like five weeks. Sid and Hannah both know Drew and they seem to be better. Like, like I said, I, Hannah seems to be better friends with Drew. He, she calls him like Drewski. Drewski? Like she has like a pet name for him. Ooh, wow. Kinky. And <laughs> we learn at this point that they have been dating for a month. Yes, like you said, they are invited to this like overnight romantic situation. And did you notice that Jesse has a weird reaction to this? Because I noticed that Jesse has a weird reaction to this. Uh, Weird how so? Like more than him just like feeling left out for not being able to go along. More about the like Drew and Sophie situation specifically. There was a moment. I feel like that moment is not earned. If there was a moment, yeah. I didn't notice anything. I think it, it. I think it's meant to be sort of foreshadowing to cut to Ellen at the end, being like, "Did you want to go to be with Sid and Hannah, or did you want to go with Sophie?" Not earned at all. Not earned at all. He, but I'm- he fully ignored her in the last episode yeah. <laughs> as she was dealing with her her mom stuff. And I realized I missed a golden opportunity to play this. Matt McGuire, what do we have to say about that? Mom, 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 mom. <laughs> Such a missed opportunity. I know. So Sophie and Drew are in. Jesse's like, whatever. Like, I'm fine. I'll hang out with my new girlfriend, Mia. We even have a couple's name already. Mia and Jesse. We're messy. Ooh, good one. <laughs> And Charlie comes on over. He is working and he has drinks for everybody. Just beers because he doesn't remember what people actually ordered. And we get a moment of Sid giving back Charlie like his passport and his start paperwork. And he's like, I don't even know what I, why I did this because you working here is completely illegal. I said that. that I pointed that out. So I'm glad that they addressed this as yes. well. They are aware that it is illegal. They, they just do not care. They just do not care. <laughs> to the point where it's also like made to be a big moment where Charlie receives his first paycheck and it's an actual check. And it's like, Sid, if you're going to break the law, at least give him cash under the table. Why are you cutting him a check? I know. What's he supposed to do with this now? Um, also, shouldn't most of his money be just made through tips? <laughs> like He should have some money already. It's true. It's true. So Val kind of swipes Charlie's passport and is looking through it and notes that he has been to a lot of places that just six months ago, you know, in the year 2021, I presume, he was in Brazil. Yeah. You know where we were in the year 2021? Nowhere. <laughs> because it's a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, no, completely true. But, you know, he was, uh, he's a worldly traveler. They said, you know, they asked, like, the succession writers, like, what do you think the uh, the Roys are doing during the pandemic? And basically, the the creators were, were like, Rich people are not affected by <laughs> by the pandemic. They just do what they want. And so maybe Charlie falls into that that category. That's true. He is of the aristocracy. The 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's of the aristocracy. Sure. And then at the end of this scene, Hannah calls Sophie Stacy. Yeah, I wonder does Ooh. like does Hannah not like Sophie? I know that felt this so... This feels like micro, like a microaggression or something. That's not the right word. Just like passive aggressive. Yeah. Just weirdly charged. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Your names are just so similar. Sure. <laughs> and then Drew has to like explain that Stacy is one of his exes, which is always what you want to be doing with your new, with your new girlfriend. I mean, they've been dating for a month. Yeah. Like at what point does your do your exes come up? I feel like it would have come up soon. Perhaps. So then we cut to Sophie and Val's apartment where Sophie is spiraling regarding this information and she's trying to track Stacy down on Instagram. She fails, but Val has some crazy internet stalking skills. I don't know. It didn't sound like Val did like like went super far. It sounds like Sophie's just kind of lazy. I don't know. It was a pretty it was a pretty long spiel about how all the different dots that were connected 
Granted, it was all just within Instagram and it was just going through. Like, yeah, it was with, it mutuals. was on Instagram. Basically, the story was she found one Stacy. It was not the correct one. She found a second Stacy. It was her. <laughs> it's not that complicated. This is what Val is here for. She's not her own character. She's just here to prop up everybody else and be in a toxic relationship. And Sophie's just like, yeah, this is exactly what I want to learn about before Drew and I have sex for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Which Val is like, you guys haven't had sex yet? But Sophie's glad that they waited. Doing it for the first time in a bougie-ass hotel is romantic as balls. Romantic as balls. It's really, it's really the, like, as balls. <laughs> like, it's like the, the enunciation. Yeah, that's balls with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Yeah. And, like... That, I would say, is the first candidate for the cringiest line of the episode. Now, I should have introduced this at the top, but I really feel like each episode, there's like, there's a cringe scale for this show. Mm -hmm. And each episode, we should award the cringiest line. The cringiest line. Yes. Okay. That is definitely a contender. It's, <laughs> can anything really be romantic as balls? <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> Who is to say? Doing it for the first time in a bougie-ass hotel is romantic as balls. First entry. Okay. On the cringe list. That's a good entry. I have a better entry for you. So to get a... <laughs> same scene. To get Sophie psyched up for, um, for, you know, this weekend, Val has a philosophy. And the philosophy is, I am sex. And it manifests like this repeat after me i am sex <laughs> i am sex <laughs> louder i am sex <laughs> i am sex we get it you're sex shut the hell up honestly fair <laughs> that that that's on the cringe list that is on, it is, yes. But this was the scene where I was like, okay, they're on to something. They're finding their voice. That's the voice? I am sex! Yes. <laughs> it's like she's on a game show or something. <laughs> Do you want to, I want to press my luck. <laughs> my notes for this No episode. whammies! Just has so many, just like string of question marks. Yeah. And that was one of them. <laughs> so then we cut to the B story, which is Charlie and Ellen are hosting a dinner party in their apartment for Jesse and Mia, I guess. They're the only ones. Who and are Val. And Val, right. Yeah. Duh. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Of course, uh, how could I forget? <laughs> yeah, this was poor planning on their part. Uh, so before they have a dinner party, they should have um, gotten some furniture for their apartment. Yes, this this is a whole thing. Like we ha we have been in our apartment since August, and we still not we still have not had a proper housewarming party. I mean, we're pretty put together at this point, mm -hmm. but we're still lacking a table. We are. <laughs> so we're like. Can't have a dinner party without a table. Charlie and Ellen, for what it's worth, might be more creative than us because they just need cardboard boxes and a tablecloth. Sure. That is it. I mean, the t it collapses, but Immediately. sure. <laughs> but sure. Charlie is very intense about this. His like inner socialite is coming out. He's like, tonight we'll set the tenure of our entire social lives. The the tenor. The tenor. <laughs> So the dinner party guests arrive and Mia and Ellen immediately exchange an awkward look to which my reaction is, okay, so they definitely fucked. And that suspicion is pretty much immediately confirmed. Yeah. Um, and we also learn that Mia is terrible. <laughs> yeah, she's, she is a lot. There is a reason why Ellen ghosted her. Yes. After they hooked up. Yes. Um, and Charlie knows Mia as well. So this secret can't stay a secret for very long. 
We have a brother and sister sharing a lover is a bit unseemly. Charlie quote. A bit unseemly. That was not an accent. (laughs) Okay. You're definitely going to keep that. Okay. So after we get that dinner party set up, we cut to upstate New York. We are at Creation at Wicker Farms. The owner greets them. Sid knows that this man is the owner because he just radiates B-O-E, big owner energy. I like trademark better. I mean, I don't think big owner energy is become is going to become like a, a long thing. Did you like how though trademark was a thing for like 30 seconds and it's no longer a thing? True. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It seemed like he was trying to make it a thing throughout the episode is all I'm saying. He was, um, but he did not. Yeah. So the whole shtick with this venue is that not only is all of the food sourced locally from an on-site farm, Everything about the building is also sourced locally. We're talking sustainability. Even even the forks are made out of focaccia. I would love a focaccia <laughs> I fork. You, I was like, oh, that is that is Sam's dream. That sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an edible fork. Uh, it sounds delightful. This place is super romantic. They're seated. They're eating dinner. Sophie repeats the I am sex mantra. And then... Immediately, I am sex! <laughs> it's more of a whisper this time. And she immediately connects from an Instagram photo where she recognizes the like tablecloth and the place setting that Drew has been here with Sophie. I mean, gosh, with Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so similar. They're just so similar. They're like the same person. I don't know. I don't know. That's a little wild that she recognized the photo without looking at the photo. Like, how long has she been looking at this photo? You have clearly never been through a social media spiral. But if you were through a social media spiral, you looked at every photo, you'd remember, wait, I remember this one photo. Maybe Sophie has a photogenic memory. A photogenic memory. Yeah. A a photographic memory. I knew that that was wrong when I said it. I just doubled down. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're, you're, what is happening? You're just saying wrong words all <laughs> over the place today. It's late. You're setting a very strange tenure for this entire podcast. <laughs> I am on deadline. My brain is jumbled okay. with so many words. All right. Anyways, yes. So, Why Sophie. Why is it photogenic? That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, Sophie is like, uh, Hey, Drew, you've been here before, and Drew is like, well, I'll just lie. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's, like, so excited for the risotto. And then he's like, no, why? And she's like, I saw when you went to the bathroom, it seemed like you really knew where you were going. Yeah. And he likes that she was watching him walk away. Is this a nominee for you? It's, it's, It's cringe, but it's not romantic as balls. I like cute butts, and I cannot lie. Like, it's fine. Doing it for the first time in a bougie-ass hotel is romantic as balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just the balls that doesn't work. I mean, they probably made her do it, like, five or six times, and each time they were like, not enough balls. <laughs> we need more balls. Yeah, it's like JLP talking about poles on Australian Survivor. Very niche <laughs> reference. <laughs> deep cut that you're pulling out here yes. yes but not incorrect so then we get okay i said i only had like one you know major complaint about this episode with the val stuff but my other somewhat complaint storytelling wise is we guess i'm just like really like crammed in sid backstory here that is just so like inorganically told to us i don't know i almost like because of the format of the show i almost prefer this kind of getting someone's backstory to just like Sophie talking about herself on the subway. Like this feels more, this fits the tone better for me. So I didn't actually mind this. Sure. But just, it just felt so inorganic for a random, you know, like restaurant owner to be like, so you have BOE too. How did you obtain your restaurant? But at the same time, like, that's like what the show, that's what I feel like a show like this is. That's fair. If you're going to move around within this format, then yeah, you have the flexibility to just come out of nowhere and be like, 
So. (laughs) (laughs) What is your backstory? And then the fact that it goes into a flashback is is the correct response. If it was just Sid sitting at the table and we slowly just zoom in on his face as he's like, I had a really troubled childhood. It was very sad. My father was very hard on me. He died. And then I went to school. Like, <laughs> that's not that's not what this is. And I feel like we got some of that in the first couple episodes. So I just, I think that's a, another reason why I enjoyed this episode more. Because it just, nothing here really took, nothing about the 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 format took me out of it. That's fair to say. Maybe this is more of a, my own feelings about the format than what it's doing in this episode. Um, but the backstory is that Sid grew up in India, watched a lot of, you know, American television with his dad, moved to New York, went to med school, met Hannah there. Med school was not his thing, but he did love the bar that he would study at. And he loved the owner who worked there. But then the owner died. Sid dropped out of medical school. He took out a loan and he bought the bar because it just felt like the thing he wanted to do. Uh, was this a cameo? No. Oh, so just random guy owned the bar. I don't even think it's the same bar from How I Met Your Mother now that I'm looking into this. Got you. And Hannah supported Sid every step of the way. Or was she even told about it? We'll find out in a super abrupt fight. But first, we see the focaccia fork. Sophie's getting really distraught because Stacy has a photo of the focaccia fork too. Like just more, it's all like he's lying to her. This Mm -hmm. is just, this is just facts at this point. It is. She's like BRB and she leaves. She actually like line of dialogue BRB, which I also noted as a cringe (laughs) thing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Because in the year 2022. Yeah. Who still says BRB? So back at the dinner party, they're very low on food, which we did not set up either. Like problem number one, no furniture. Problem number two, there's no dinner. Yeah. I mean, the paycheck was not a lot. I don't, but then again, so the problem was that they probably did have enough money to buy food that would sustain them through one dinner party. They could have just gone and gotten a, a bunch of pizzas. Instead, it seems like Charlie went basically like to Italy. And got, yeah. <laughs> and got like the most expensive groceries he could find. Yes. Um, and so I guess it was quali- uh, quality over quantity for him. But this doesn't check out to me because even if Charlie doesn't have a lot of money, I thought Ellen did or at least had, you know, enough. Like she she's making she's still profiting from her produce farm. Look, Ellen has no skin in the game when it comes to this dinner party. Like she, she's is along there. for the ride. Yeah, like this is so Charlie can invite his, uh, his girlfriend, and Ellen is just like, sure, my brother will come. Yeah, like she has no obligation to impress her brother. Her brother is still, uh, trying to impress her after she just railed into him outside the subway in a previous episode. Yeah, rebuilding their sibling relationship. Yeah. One dinner party at a time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and at the party, um, Val is kind of filling everybody in about Sophie's situation, how she's in her head about Drew's ex. But like everybody has exes and like I have exes. I I had a lot of sex with my exes and it doesn't bother Charlie when I talk about this. Why would it? I am. Uh, But it very much does bother Charlie. Val doesn't understand why. Val is like, well, tell me about your exes. Like, I don't, it's not going to bother me. I don't care. And that is when he reveals that he wasn't in Brazil on a family trip. He was there to see a woman and not just to see a woman. He moved there to be with her. I mean, this is a red flag for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Where's this woman? (laughs) And And is she okay? Val is like, wait, wait, hold up. So I'm not the only woman you've moved to another country for? And I'm just like, oh, Charlie, baby, no. So much drama. (laughs) It really is. 
Then back at Wicker Farms, Sophie BRBs to go look through the guest book because that is a logical thing to do. Like, let me just like. <laughs> yeah, because the guest book is two years old. They haven't just run through the entire guest book over the course of two years. And Drew and Stacy were there on February 22nd, 2020. Yeah, so they immediately probably got COVID. Actually, that's probably not true. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe it was. Eh. Well, it started in New York. Well, even if they didn't go on vacation in February 20 or in February 2020, they probably did still get COVID. Yeah, like I mean like did we have COVID? Who's to say? But probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, those were dark days. Sophie makes a big deal about the fact that Stacy signed the guest book in cursive. Yeah, so fancy. Yeah, we get it. You're smart. <laughs> that is they don't even teach kids to write in cursive anymore. Do they not? No. They oh. haven't for like a long time. Interesting. Back to the dinner party. Val has some follow-up questions. And the red flags just keep on coming because this is a pattern. This wasn't just Brazil. This was Spain. This was Portugal. This was a lot of places. I also want to say that the fact that these are all like there's a pattern in terms of which countries are and like does, do, is, there a, is there a sort of like fetishization of Latina or like Hispanic women going on too? I mean, maybe that is me just like yeah, I know. going I, too far, but like, I mean, it's worth noting. Like, it's definitely worth noting. It's not out of the question. Um, and like I said, Charlie is uh, alarming me. And <laughs> Val is not having the correct response. She should also be alarmed and concerned for her own safety. But her reaction is like, I'm not the first. <laughs> yeah, she's just mad. <laughs> like, bro, get out of there. <laughs> to think that he was our favorite character in episode two. Like, how far has Charlie fallen oh, man. in the span of like four episodes? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. really messy. It's honestly messier than messy itself. Yeah. Me and Jesse. <laughs> such a bad joke. This is, I mean, no. This, Val should be like, stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that that would be the clip that we get? It's one of our most useful clips. Honestly, <laughs> when a guy has this many red flags, stay away from me is literally the only response it's rough yeah it's it's not good and if you think that this is like as far as this storyline goes no it, it continues to get worse i think that's i mean worse is a is you know objective i think it gets this is where the episode starts to pick up because i feel like you know it's been a little bit slow to this point but I feel like this stuff that happens at the end is just where we're like, what is happening? It's just like whiplash. That's what I mean. It's like, <laughs> no, I don't mean that the episode is getting worse. I mean, like the Charlie, Charlie red flags get worse. Oh, I just meant like the whole episode because then like Mia comes clean to, to, yeah. <laughs> uh, to Jesse about uh, Ellen. So I guess Mia and Ellen would be Melon. <laughs> melon and Messy. <laughs> messy Melon. <laughs> Yeah, so so that happens. Um, then we cut back to Sid and Hannah in their hotel room, and <laughs> this was so abrupt. I was like, I thought I missed something. I also thought I, I think I rewound it. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sid rents um, the Eternals, and Hannah is very upset. The audacity of this man to <laughs> rent a movie. <laughs> Without consulting her. <laughs> was there a split second when you were like, I mean, he rented the Eternals. She's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it wasn't the best movie. But it was just so, like, out of nowhere. It was. And this is all stemming from the fact that uh, she's mad that he bought the bar without consulting her. Yeah, and I want to talk about this because in her mind, this, like, you know, he dropped out of medical school. He bought the bar. This really uprooted their lives. And this this 
is, I mean, part of the reason they're long distance, I'm sure, in her mind, because, like, it keeps him in New York. But I don't know if that's necessarily fair, because just because, like, even if they both became doctors, that doesn't mean that their residency would have been at the same hospital. They could be doing long distance anyways. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I, I have, I'm of two minds with this fight. I mean, like, Sid's response is just like, what's done is done, babe. Like, like I did it. Like, yeah, that happened. Like, I understand her perspective, but I don't know why she just like let these feelings linger for as long as they have. Yeah, I would agree with that because you would assume that this happened some time ago. Although I guess it can't have been that long ago, right? Like we see him he he literally is like opening his bar in the first episode that we're in. And that was what we want to say like a month and a half ago at this point. Mm-hmm. So maybe he bought. So I, I mean, actually, I don't know. The timeline really is murky. The timeline is murky because it seems like Hannah was already kind of. Like she's practiced. Like she's a resident. She's not like yeah, still in school. And they were. So basically they're like. They they position it like Sid dropped out of medical school to be at this bar, but the bar opened a month and a half ago, and so that means he must have been renovating the bar for what like years, years. Yeah. Then we cut to Sophie and Drew in their hotel room. Cue up another cringe line. Oh, this gets a cringe line. I mean, it was mostly funny. I still think that. I mean, I say that we're like we have options but i'm already going to tell you that romantic as balls wins like that is too good. <laughs> wait nothing else can win romantic as balls just wins in my mind for this episode oh man i mean the scale is like woody harrelson at the top oh like, we'll be higher than that can't, you don't need to subject us to that again gotta do it on the plus side i got to see woody harrelson's <laughs> penis from the inside but for this episode, I think it's romantic as well. Well, you're not setting up the you're not setting the stage. So okay. Drew Drew and Sophie get back to their room. The room is romantic as balls. But Drew and Sophie themselves, very not romantic as balls because they're just so awkward. I think Drew is giving her finger guns. He's like, uh, I'm gonna freshen up so uh our night can begin. Uh he immediately wants to take it back, and then Sophia's like, uh, yeah, do what you need to do. And then as Drew walks away, he says very loudly so that everybody can hear, You're an idiot. Be sexier. Be sexier. <laughs> you idiot. Be sexier. <laughs> yeah, just like the wild, like slap like slapstick energy. And like the fact that any of them are doing this with a straight face is beyond. So while Drew is freshening up, Sophie calls Val to spill the tea. And then she is like, I'm going to I'm going to send you a photo of this guest book. I have the proof. I have the receipts. But rookie mistake. She DMs the photo of the guest book to Stacy. This makes no of Val. This makes no sense. Why would Sophie's method of communication to her best friend Val be an Instagram DM? <laughs> It, it, it makes no sense. <laughs> As opposed to just like a, a text message. It, it's it's nonsense. It really is nonsensical. Yeah, this is too convenient. Like, I understand that they want this conflict, but come on. No way. No way. I don't buy this. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Hillary Duff is used to pulling off an Instagram slip up. I mean, in one episode of Younger, her character i'm pretty sure accidentally like posts nudes to her instagram story instead of sending them privately to which i would argue that that is a similar situation like why would your method of sending nudes be an instagram dm so you know she's used to this material she works with it she makes it make sense even when it does not that's not even that well i guess depending on the timing someone well a weird person could take it i guess if you posted it to Instagram, you just take it down. Could you not? But the issue was that she didn't realize that she had done it until like the next day. So it had already circulated. I see. Yeah. Plot devices. <laughs> yeah. 
So naturally, Sophie does the next logical thing. Once she realizes what she has done, she steals Drew's phone and runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. And then we get a moment in the hallway between Sophie and Sid. Yeah, yeah, they've both been banished from their rooms. I don't have a lot of notes from this moment, so you might have to, like, lead it. I was just very enamored by it. And this, again, I just think that this friendship that's developing is just slow burn energy that really tips the scales in his favor for the really? father. Really? I, I feel the opposite. I mean, obviously, like we said in the last episode, that the events that transpired knocked Sid down a little bit because it's definitely weird <laughs> that he lost his masturbation virginity to Sophie's mom and that Sophie then told her son that Sid lost his masturbation virginity to his grandmother. So that definitely knocked it down a peg. I worry that this is happening too fast. Like we're only in episode six. But do you and feel now like, we have a supersized season two. But do you feel like you feel that way because we're just super reading into everything? Because like it's just they're just talking to each other. It, there's nothing particularly there's no energy in the way that there is between Jesse and Sophie in the first couple episodes when they had scenes together there's been no okay and there's been and there's been no energy between sophie and and jesse stop that yes there has no there has not stop that on the the bridge on the subway drops of jupiter everybody likes drops of jupiter you're not unique (laughs) i don't know i don't think that i i'm gonna i don't know i also think it's just to a certain point, the speculation is ridiculous because the writers are just going to see what people are saying and then pivot. You think they would pivot away from what people are saying? That's what they did with the original series. I Granted, these are different writers, but knowing what I know about these writers and their work and what they do on This Is Us and like the storytelling in This Is Us, it makes me like read into each moment a little bit more because I feel like there there are Easter eggs and like everything as silly as these moments are, there's an intentionality to them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, well, I mean, nothing really happens here, right? This is just kind of like the beginning of the moment before we cut away. But basically, they just meet up in the hallway at the vending machine. Sid is like, I'm here because I screwed up. And Sophie is like, I'm here because I screwed up. And then Stacy texts back uh, to Drew's phone that uh, his new girlfriend is crazy. (laughs) She's not crazy. I am sex! She's sex. Yeah, you're right. So they just meet each other, run into each other rather in the hallway. But first we cut back to Ellen and Charlie and messy melon. (laughs) Almost said that with a straight face. The timeline of this whole situation is Ellen slept with Mia on Monday night and then Jesse met her on Tuesday morning. And Jesse's like, this is this is weird, but I'm not going to let it affect my relationship. He He's just like real, like desperate right now. It's a little sad. Jesse's not doing so well. Val and Ch- Charlie continue to kind of squabble over that whole situation um mia becomes more and more unhinged as the episode progresses yes so i want to play this actually because this is a crazy thing that (laughs) that mia says uh it should be very alarming uh so ellen looks over at mia and mia says i need to tweet a bomb threat to panera bread for their appropriation of poppy seeds what the fuck? <laughs> so Mia is just going to start calling in bomb threats to Panera Bread? <laughs> Stay away from me! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that, that's, that's where the scene does progress because Jesse proceeds to tell Mia that she is the worst to her face. Go away, you jackass! <laughs> <laughs> and that... He should be at that dinner with Sid and Hannah. And that's when Ellen's like, what? Because 
you want to hang out with Sid and Hannah or because you want to be with Sophie? And Jesse's immediately like, what? No. The first one. I see that wouldn't be my I think that like Ellen is like it's just convenient that she's saying that. But I would assume that, you know, Charlie would be like thinking that he should be with Sid and Hannah. Not Charlie. Oh, my God. That (laughs) Jesse should be with Sid and Hannah with proposal girl, uh, fail girl. Like he was going to propose to her. I guess he did propose to her, right? So like... Oh, you think he was just thinking like in an alternate universe, like this should be my life? Yeah, that would be yeah. that would be my assumption. I wouldn't be like, you want to be with Sophie? <laughs> <laughs> Convenient. Yeah. Plot device. Like, I don't know. He still is kind of traumatized, I think, by that whole situation, even though he went to the bar in the last episode and got on stage and did not perform a song, which was supposed to be growth. It still feels like something that he thinks about a lot. So I think that's just, that to me is where that line is coming from. Or if I was in the room and I was not Mia, but one of the other bystanders, (laughs) that would be what I was, that would be my conclusion that I would jump to, I think. Yeah, I think that that, that's fair. That is some deductive reasoning. Mm -hmm. And Mia's over it. She doesn't know any of these people. Yes. And this is crazy because, (laughs) again, when I heard this for the first time on Lizzie McGuire, I said, nobody says this. And (laughs) since then, multiple people have said, I'm (laughs) outie. In the year 2022. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Who knew in the year 2022? It was hard to live in the moment in 2022. People were, were, people were still saying they were outie. I'm outie. And, you know, Charlie is still doing his, his whole thing, swearing that Val is not just part of some pattern. And Val's like, I don't believe you. And that's good, Val. Don't believe him. We don't either. Run. You can say it's not a pattern, but it, if it's happened one, two, three, four, <laughs> four times, looking a little bit suspiciously it's like a pattern. So <laughs> sus. It's so bad. Yeah. So then we cut back to the big Sophie and Sid scene in the hallway. She needs to delete the photos, but they're disappearing, like the notifications. And Sid is like, yeah, he's definitely reading them on his laptop right now because that's how iMessage works. Yeah, then they have a heart to heart. And so Sophie then shares that she's never been in a serious relationship. Even though she's been on 88 Tinder dates this year, she's never been in a serious relationship. It's always fizzled out. Uh, And Sid is like, (laughs) this doesn't really, well, at least you don't make unilateral decisions. (laughs) He And then he's like, I didn't ask Hannah for the bar because he just wanted to do something that would make him happy. Um, and he was worried that if he told Hannah, then he would chicken out. But in doing so, he messed up. But the, the message here, the thesis statement, is that if you're with the right person, everything will work itself out. So simple. Yeah, very simple, for sure. Yeah. And did you see the um, the tender caress of the hand? <laughs> the tender caress <laughs> of the hand. I didn't notice hey. anything tender in this episode. I am sex. <laughs> he like he like grabbed her hand. It was really sweet, and he gives would her you, like that pep talk. Would you say it was romantic as balls? <laughs> it was. <laughs> and then he gives her the Kit Kat. Oh. His stock rose, but I also just love him so much. He can do no wrong. I'm like, yeah, you buy that bar. (laughs) You break off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right, though. Like the the two situations are not like they don't they're not of equal weight. They're not. And there's no connection to them. There's no connection. Yeah. It's like when you are sad and someone else is like, well, this reminds me of the time that uh, I don't know that I killed my neighbor's cat, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just very two uh, two disjointed stories in one scene, but a moment nonetheless. Then, oh my gosh, okay, Val needs to go into witness protection at this point. Like, she needs to go. She needs to go into hiding. This man is not okay. 
no. <laughs> this scene gets crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like he. Okay. No, you can talk about it. <laughs> okay. So I, I forget at this point he goes to her, right? She's home. She leaves and she goes home. So this is yes, happening. He goes to, to her, her apartment. apartment, formerly his apartment as well for a short yes. time. <laughs> and he has his passport in his hand and he's like, this is not a pattern. I am going to prove this to you. And his proof, you can't make this shit up. His proof is he lights his passport on fire. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know what will convince you that I'm not crazy? <laughs> Never leaving. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. And he like doused it in lighter fluid. So it like goes up quickly. And he tries to he try, he tries to pull the move of like I always needed to get away from my stifling family, but you know what? It never felt right until you. And again, it's like it is. It is like you came to life. He's like I never realized that I should have done this until I met you. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Joe Goldberg two point oh. Oh my god! Oh my Stay god. away from me. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just so much. And because, you know, Val has no personality or story outside of this relationship, she's just like, okay. Wait, who says I love you first? She does. She's she like, says it first. She says it first because she's like, you know, like, yeah. She's like she kind of like acts, like she backpedals and she almost sort of like, she doesn't say I'm sorry, but she's like kind of defending her reaction. Mm-hmm. And being like, yeah, I, like that was a lot. And like, I'm not usually like this about exes, but I just, I love you. And he loves her too. Love, obsession. Stockholm syndrome now. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. This relationship is chaotic to the point of, I just, I, I don't stand behind them. Well, it's. It's not just that. It's just that, like, it's not moving. It's not I don't moving. know. I mean, I guess. What do you mean? They said they love each other. Yeah, they're saying I. They said I love you. I guess it's moving, but it's like it's not moving. It's the. It's just so repetitive. Yeah, we just learn more like bizarre things about Charlie. Someone each please, time. <laughs> someone please deport Charlie. Deport. <laughs> you have it. You have the. You have enough that. Well, actually, no. If they deport Charlie, Sid is definitely getting arrested. That could throw a wrench in this whole thing. They'll be like, Sid, you hired an illegal, and <laughs> and then Sid gets thrown in jail, and then ooh, this 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 show could take a turn. Take a dark turn. Yeah. I don't know. I still would not be surprised if we get a green card wedding situation. Maybe even this season. You think this season? Season one finale. You think this season one finale will be a a green card wedding? Yes. I mean, they already dropped a hint that like Charlie is working at the bar illegally. That was called out. Mm -hmm. Um, He burned his passport. So that feels like they're really drawing attention to him being foreign. Will he not need his passport to apply for said green card wedding? Did not think that through. (laughs) Did not think that through. Does he have any form of identification right now? The illegal paperwork. The the illegal paperwork. That is true. Yes, it must have photocopied the passport. But yeah, that's, that's that on that. How many times can I say that in one sentence? Moving on to closure for... This episode, closure, 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 by closure, way closure. of both romantic relationships. Um, first, it's Sid and Hannah. He apologizes and promises to not make any more big life decisions without her. I don't have too many notes from this scene, just that he wants them to die at 98 mid penetration. He said this before. This is not the first time we've heard this. Well, I didn't like it then and I don't like it now. <laughs> we do learn though that's not how Hannah wants to die. Yeah. What did she I didn't write it down. She wants Hannah about wants a to die. Yeah, like basically like looking at zebras on a safari. And then it is like the both things can be true. <laughs> yeah. Mid penetration. Wild. They're cute, I guess. They're temporary, but they're cute. 
Yeah, they have very little in common. <laughs> yeah. And then Sophie and Drew. So Sophie goes back into the room. They both immediately apologize. And I liked that, right? Like I didn't, I liked that he wasn't mad at her because he knew that he fucked up too. I love that this is an explicit podcast and I could say fucked up, by the way. Like I'm really like coming into my own with the the adult language. Mm -hmm. I figured, you know, you say penis so many times on one podcast. (laughs) Yes. I can say it now. But yeah, I, I really liked that about their like this moment and their reconciliation is like it's so easy for I feel like especially male characters to be written in a way where they get like up on their like hypocritical high horse and like he could have been mad at her when like he also did something not great. Okay, Drew can never ever get on a high horse after we learn uh, (laughs) that he has attended fire festival. It was the worst trip ever, and I went to Fire Festival. <laughs> Stupid jaw rule. Like, you have lost any <laughs> right to have any high horse for the rest of your life. True. But you're skipping ahead. There's so much, there's so much packed into this final scene. First, so they apologize to each other. I guess this place has bad memories associated with it for Drew, and he didn't want to talk about how him and Stacy had a huge blowout fight gear about how 90% of their relationship is posting photos on social media. And Sophie's like, you guys look so happy and cute in this photo. And then, this was so absurd. This was absurd. Drew was like, yeah, but zoom in on the photo. <laughs> this was crazy. zoom in on the sunglasses. So then they... It's a photo of Stacy smiling and they zoom in on her sunglasses and in the sunglasses <laughs> is the reflection of Drew just making like resting bitch face. This was so stupid. Like <laughs> in what world is that prominent enough where no one notices at the time of posting like, oh, your boyfriend is just making resting bitch face in this photo in your glasses. You should probably take a different one. And here's Drew like, well, you know what? There's a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. If you flip over the back of the Declaration (laughs) of Independence, you'll actually see I was very upset that day. (laughs) That was so funny. And that's when he says, you know, it was the worst trip ever. And I went to Fire Festival. And it's wild to me that Drew has been to Fire Festival. That makes, it's very inconsistent with his care. I have so many questions about (laughs) Drew's trip to Fire Festival. And... I almost wish that we had gotten that flashback instead of Sid's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead of Sid's flashback. I hope that one day we do get an episode purely about Drew's. <laughs> I hope that maybe that's why season two is an extended season. <laughs> so that one episode can just be a flashback to Drew's trip to Fire Festival. Yeah, I mean, if he's even in season two. I don't even care if he's not. Bring him in as a guest star. <laughs> Just have a random like Coach Beard episode where Drew yes. is at Fire Festival. Give us the Fire Festival episode, please. Give the people what they want. Yes, we want Drew at Fire Festival. Yeah, and then Sophie is like, well, let's turn this place from a bad memory to a good one. And then Lizzie McGuire and Josh Nichols have sex. Ooh, well, you know what they say. Doing it for the first time in a bougie-ass hotel is romantic as balls. <laughs> She's not wrong. She yeah. proved her point. Yeah. She was sex. And that's the episode. Are we on the same page about the cringe? Yeah, I think we are. Romantic as balls. Yeah. No, I think it, it is the winner. Although we did get some good lines here. I will say, I think that talking about it, I don't know, just watching it, I feel like you know, we talked about it, but just the way that they delivered some of these lines was ridiculous that I feel like it was in a way that we could never do it justice here. So I guess good on the show. Yeah, this is the first episode where I was just like all in on the silliness. And I think at at one point I had like tears streaming down my face. I was like, this is so funny. I hope that this trend continues. Hopefully. We have four more episodes. Yes. Of season one. I am going to be cautiously optimistic about them. I think sometimes it takes the show 
a show, the show, takes a new show a beat to kind of find its way. Maybe the first half was, you know, a rough patch. It hasn't been the first time that shows that we love had a rough beginning. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, you know, lean all in on this dated multicam format and all of the tropes that and silliness that comes with it and i'm just gonna have a blast i guess i mean we can say that it ultimately does fall back on them though still like we this is what we would like to like we want to have fun with this so lean into those format uh elements like the funny flashbacks let's not make this too heavy it's how i met your father it's not uh this is not this is us yeah, we're here for a good time. We're here for a good, we're here for a fire festival <laughs> <laughs> backstories. Yes. Yeah. That is a wrap on a pleasantly surprising, delightful episode of How I Met Your Father. As always, you can follow us at Alpha Repeat Pod on Twitter and email us at Alpha Repeaters Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, if you liked what you heard today, you want to listen to any of our earlier episodes, you can do that either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfit repeaters or on any platform where podcasts are available. And we will be back next week to talk about How I Met Your Father, season one, episode seven.